Welcome to Season 2 of the 52 Weeks Podcast. A series where four people come together to dream big, start small, and act daily. Hey guys, this is Meredith. This year, I want to kill it at learning the guitar and make yummy recipes. Why, hello! Steph here in 2021 is going to be my year to run faster, eat all the veggies, and read more than ever before. I'm Heidi, a new addition this season, and I'm excited to be here. This year, I'm slowing down, showing more gratitude, and embracing the whole spectrum of real life. I'm the base of the podcast, Josh. This year, I want to have a failure each day and achieve my goals for my company, JP Couture. Make sure to subscribe so you don't have FOMO. All right. Welcome to week 34 of the 52 Weeks Podcast. How is everyone doing today? So good. So good, but sore. So what would you like to add to that, Steph? So good, so good, but sore, and... <laughs> Almost ready in my house, so That's fabulous. exciting. Yeah. Uh, Steph. Steph is living the dream, guys. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel very nice. Excellent. Well, today, we are going to go over our goals, and then we have um, a guest joining us, which I will introduce um, in a little bit. So... Um, last week, how did everybody do on their goals? Who wants to report first? I can start. Okay. So, uh, my goal was 6,000 steps daily. Did that. I got every day. Good job. Even Sunday. Even Sunday. Got up, went for that walk. Actually, I don't think I did on Friday. Friday, I did not. That was the day the smoke moved in. Oh, yeah. And I did very little outside. So. Yep. Um, I my other goal was to close three rings on the Apple Watch. I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I found into I've ran into a couple of frustrations because the app that I was using to track my walks was not communicating to the rings and it wasn't closing. But I in my heart know <laughs> that I closed those rings. The goal was for five days. I did four, so I didn't get all of that. Um, and I continued to work on the five motivations from um, Rachel Hollis that we talked about two weeks ago. And then getting up at 6 a.m., I did say seven days. I did not make it seven days. I did it um, I didn't on Wednesday. I did it four days. The other days That's were... That's majority. Yeah. The other days were... So I did four days. Two of them were within two hours of 6 a.m. Okay. And then the third day, well, I mean, today was still two hours, but I could not get out of bed this morning. So <laughs> we will start again tomorrow. Um, and then, yes, that's all. Those are mine. Any new thoughts on the motivations, things that work, didn't work? This week I found the five seconds easier. Okay. It was kind of like a kick yourself in the butt like I don't know the wording that I want to use the no slack I think give myself the chance to be like no and I used it a lot when I was on social media oh myself yeah on there too long and just that's great like, okay time to get up and then I got a lot of stuff done because of it so I did enjoy the whole like listening to the the um youtube video that she explains just kind of get popping up and so i got a lot of stuff done on saturday organizing and cleaning stuff so 
Yeah, that one was my big one this week. Awesome. Yeah. So that good was good. my week. I feel like it was pretty good. Nice. Josh, what about you? So I um, I did read the Book of Mormon two pages a day. And I noticed on the side it says the page number on uh, when you're doing it through. Oh, through the I'm app. Like, yeah, through mm-hmm. the app. I'm like, oh, sweet. Um, and I finished the book. I didn't go hiking because when I plan on going hiking, it rolled in with the smoke. Uh-huh. And But I did go biking before that smoke came in. And so that was awesome. And then uh, one of my friends, his wife went out of town, and we he wanted to remodel the kitchen, living room, and dining room where she was gone. Yeah. How long is she gone? Yeah. Um, she left Thursday, well, Friday morning at four and came back last night at midnight. So you redid a all kitchen, of that? living, and dining room? Yeah, just the tile and uh, removed a wall and. No big deal. Um, the carpet. And so we refloored it and painted it. That's so fun. So there was like a lot of people. Was helping. she excited? Yeah, she's stoked. She texts me like today. She's like, I am so happy. I love it. Thanks for all the help. Cool. That's exciting. So, so yeah. I'm going out of town this week. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I'll paint the yellow desk red. <laughs> Don't touch the yellow desk. I mean, you can burn it if you want, but you can't paint it red. <laughs> the paint is flammable. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's a lot of flammable paint on that. <laughs> no, it was really like... Um, it was nice to because he's one of those people don't really ask for much help, and it was nice to be able to mm-hmm. help him do that, achieve and make her happy. Cool. What other goals did you oh. accomplish this week? Did I accomplish? Mm-hmm. You um, have a long list. I did have a long list. Did you finish your book? Yeah, I did actually. Um, however, I think I might need to go back because. I left it playing, but I was fell asleep. So I mean, that's not oh, I really that finishing counts. it. Why I was <laughs> <laughs> so I have to just re-listen to the two chapters, uh, the last two chapters, and I popped that out easily this week. Um, uh, and then you had a bunch of work stuff that you didn't necessarily tell us about, but did you accomplish them? And not all of them, but I did get a lot. Uh, majority of them done and then um that'll just be pushed over to this week and uh i was going to go to vegas this week uh but they are doing an online sourcing so i figured that would be better i would save 12 hours not having to drive so yeah awesome stuff um, so I had a goal to get caught up with my audio and I got some, but I still have a ways to go, but we're, we're making progress there. I feel like now I'm able to like move my focus from getting prepared for the place to the audio. So awesome. Do you need internet for that? No. So good. Good, good. Um, oh, because your new place. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you have internet here? 
You have a hot spot, maybe. <laughs> um, I had so I did days for girls for two hours. Um, I read my book for two hours. I wrote my daily great gratitudes. I finished two magazines, guys. Got a magazine and finished it in the same week. Um, but I did not write in my journal for three hours. I wrote in it for zero. Well, not true. I wrote about my goals for like mm, 20 minutes until I got bumpy on the airplane. And then I stopped. <laughs> so and that's where I'm at for this week. Um, semi-productive, mostly, mostly productive, um, except for the journal. So let's roll into next week. What are our goals gonna be for next week? Okay. Mary, do you wanna go? Yeah. Um, I'm gonna track my food. I've been doing pretty good with that, but make it a goal. And then I'm upping the steps to 8,000 steps because I've mastered the six. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going again with the 6 a.m. schedule. I genuinely like it when I'm up at six. I can accomplish at least two things that take 30 minutes that takes it off my plate for the rest of the day that makes a world of difference. Um, also, the reason why I slept in so late today was because I did not put my phone across the room. Mm -hmm. So there is a lot of power in putting it on the dresser and having to get up. And you came to mind, um, Heidi, as I was standing at my dresser. <laughs> she was like, okay, you get a minute to stand here a second, wake up, and carry on you yeah. know kind of thing like yeah. that's a real thing so um i did find myself sitting on the edge of the bed i didn't stand there but maybe we'll stand there this time yeah so 6 a.m i'm gonna i'm gonna do that again all week awesome so love it i do like the 6 a.m it's tough yeah, it is but it's great to do it to start that in the summer when it's like yes. light outside or almost light outside yes. at 6 a.m um, it's not cold. Yes. And so then to get into that habit, so then winter comes and it's dark and it's cold, yeah. you, you have that habit. Because my, my two things that I want to do is get up and do my personal study mm -hmm. and then go for a walk. And I can do personal study at 6 a.m. And by 6.30, um, there's sufficient light to go yep. out. And yeah. I actually was, I went for a walk this last week and as I was getting close back to my apartment, there's a woman wearing the exact same shirt as me. It was the shirt, shirt we used for soccer. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, um, no one Huntsman. actually yeah. 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 And uh, so we bonded over that for a minute because she actually wrote in it. And uh, it was fun. Cool. But yeah, so the lighting thing is a big, mm -hmm. a big deal. And see, this is something I used to do. That's why it's so crazy for me how hard it was before Corona at 6 a.m. wasn't terrible, right? Yeah. But... 8 a.m. has been really nice so we're not doing that anymore yep. those are those are my four simple goals this week great josh um well uh i'm going to so i read i listened to a podcast that um some it was kind of like a listener mail in friday kind of thing where the audience will mail in questions and it's very interesting because one of the guys he's like i'm chronically late i don't know what it is i'm either two to three minutes late he's like i can leave with enough time but something always happens and i was talking to one of my 
um, mentors about this and I'm like, yeah, like is it really resonated with me because like I'm always chronically late. I'm like, I don't know what it is. And so he's like, yeah, I used to be the same way. And he's like, and I'm like, I, they listed like five different things of reason why people are late. Um, it's just poor time management. And then also you're um, very optimistic with time. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or like, oh, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then they did a study where people that majority of the people that are multitaskers are late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, I can see that for sure. I'm like, huh, that's me. Cause I'm like, oh, I could probably just do this really fast. And it's longer than I thought. So um, the guy's like, and then the other thing is, I'm like, I just realized why I don't want to be early. Cause I just don't want to have nothing to do when I get there. And he's like, yeah, but you can always have a purpose of why you need to get like early. Like I need to set up something or, you know what I mean? He's like, be creative and trying to um, find something to do. I'm like, okay, so I'm going to start working on my tools to be on time. Cool. Well, and I think an argument with that is that Sometimes, like, maybe before you leave a place, you'll be like, okay, I'm gonna, I've got a few minutes, I'm going to text that person, right? Or make that phone call or look that thing up on the, my phone or even get s- sucked in to social media. If you show up a few minutes early, stay in your car, you can do those same things, but at least you're, you're not on time. Yeah. You're on time. <laughs> Just flip it. Yeah, instead of doing yeah. it before you leave and knowing you'll still get there, there's that... I can still do this once I'm there, mm-hmm. but at least I'm on time. At least I'm guaranteed to be there. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I was pretty like, because I mean, I've been like one of my bigger goals this within the 34 weeks have been, I mean, being on time and it's just failure, which is my other goal, which is really good. Maybe I should just do the two, and I always both fall. <laughs> um, every, day, every day he's like, he's like cha-ching, got my goal. So anyways, that is... Um, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> we don't approve. Dang it. At all. <laughs> um, and the other one is, i just been um, super busy, so I haven't really um, made time to plan out my meals and whatnot, so I've been eating out more often, so I want to reduce that. I uh, work on my site uh, this over this uh, conference. I want to find a company that does shoelaces, shoehorn manufacture, and a few other manufacturers. Um, and continue with the reading the book of Mormon, two pages a day, and go mountain biking and hiking this week. Cool. That's awesome. And I think one additional thing on the time management thing is um, I read the study that said that it, it takes about a time and a half. So if oh. you think it takes an hour, plan for an hour and a half. If yeah. it thinks it's going to take you 10 minutes, plan for 15 minutes. And yeah. when I, I used to, it used to take me between seven and 11 minutes to get to work. Seven mm-hmm. if like I caught the lights, you know, 11 if I didn't. And so I always planned for seven minutes. Right. Well, some of those times it's 11 minutes. And then if something really catastrophic happens, right, like it's 15 minutes. So... So I started planning for 15 minutes 
And then if I'm seven minutes early, wow, like seven minutes. I'm you know, sorry, I, I could, want your commute that is seven minutes. Wait, this was before. This oh, is okay. when I, <laughs> I <was like laughs> well, right now it's like a whole 30 seconds from right. one room to the next. Mm-hmm. But back in the day when I taught yeah. high school, um, you know, yeah. it was quicker. But um, so yeah, plan for a time and a half. Is it going to take me 10 minutes to get there? Okay, 15 minutes. Well, he said he's like um, the guy. He's like, yeah, I used to like say a project would take me this much time. Like in he because he did a class in construction project whatever I can't remember what it's called but anyways um and he's like you always do four times he's like that time t- double it and then double it again yeah something will always happen but I like your time and a half because it's less than what you yeah. said and that's easy to like do yeah. and less overwhelming yeah. mm-hmm. for sure yeah. Mm-hmm. And then if you get it back, right, you get it back. And you can yeah. do that thing, like, while you're sitting in the parking yeah. lot, right? Yeah. So, well, so Mer- <laughs> Meredith always rolls up, and I'm sitting in my car outside, you know, yeah. scribbling down things, texting somebody, hmm. trying to get done with, like, the but tasks. I love, that. I love that few minutes before we text you and say we're here. I thought that I was can. so weird one day when I walked by, and I was like, why are they in their cars? Why didn't they text me? <laughs> I, I love it because, like, it's a few minutes of downtime. Yep. I'm either finishing up a Marco Polo. I'm like, why don't they want to come talk to, to me? <laughs> <laughs> we do. We do. But we are... We're just on time, mm-hmm. on on the dot. Yeah. Not before. We're not before people. Yeah. Just kidding. Steph, yeah. what what goes you for this week? Well, and then also oh. because sorry, no I go. Apologize. No, go ahead, Steph. <laughs> um, and then also, I'm a I'm a risk taker, and so I get a high, like getting somewhere. I'm like, oh, I got rush. Keep going, Josh. <laughs> no, sorry, I'm really talkative today. Go ahead, Steph. Oh, you never talk. It's yeah, I feel like it's fine that you're talkative. Um, so my goals, you guys. So remember when Tracy told us about her, the Habit app? Yeah. So I love it. Oh yeah. Um, and it's been so helpful, and I just think it's so great. Um, so I took like Morgan's formula, and I. This week, I was just sort of testing what's realistic, what can I do? So my goal is um, this next week to get 85% overall on all this stuff because I love that it just tracks it all. Um, so my these are my areas, and a lot of them are just cut and dry, tell me, but to make my bed, one-minute affirmations, five minutes of writing my journal, no electronics in bedroom, two veggies, two fruit, three pages of Book of Mormon, 6,000 steps, and no eating after eight. So, I mean, it's like stuff that's just like very simple to like go, but how many times have we heard about making the bed and like everything, so. So anyways, that's mine. And then I'm my floor goal is to edit five minutes a day, and my ceiling goal is one hour, and then I'm gonna put that as my goal in here so then it's just all there i think will really help me in seeing my goals every day so that's great so will you track like floor versus ceiling in the app so i'll just put the goal in as my um floor goal and then whatever i get after you'll mark it whether it was the floor one or the ceiling one. yeah so you can put it by minutes so however many minutes i get so it's five minutes as the floor and if i get 45 then it will just say 45 so cool gotcha cool um so i have three hours in the book five hours in the journal three hours on days for girls um right in the gratitude daily and then maybe um one hour in the scrapbook so what about having a good birthday 
and having a good birthday. <laughs> that's it. That's Happy in there birthday. too. But happy happy, happy you, birthday. What, what do you have planned for mm-hmm. that special day? Um, um, I'm going to get up in the morning, go to the temple. So I have a temple session in the morning. And then um, probably hang out with my nieces and nephews, maybe go swimming, maybe take them to do something fun or something like that. And then I have like camping set up for that night but if it's really smoky I don't know that I really want to yeah. so that's kind of up in the air of whether I'll do that or not um, so if I don't then I should for sure be able to get these things done if I go then that will take like Friday into Saturday mm-hmm. and then Saturday I'm going to Alaska so that was kind of the birthday yeah it's like a day later but the yeah. kind of the birthday celebration so yeah There we go. All right. So as I said before, today we have with us Paul Johnson, and I'm going to introduce him. So Paul Johnson is an attorney by day and a casual philosopher by night. He completed a Bachelor of Science and Master's of Science in Material Science and Engineering before attending law school at Arizona State and now practices patent and trademark law. An Arizona native, he lives in Utah and misses Arizona every winter, as do I, Paul. As do I. <laughs> um, his favorite activities involve collaboration, collaborative creation and long discussions with small groups of the world's best people. He always has goals, some of which he keeps religiously and others of which always seem to elude him. So this is Paul Johnson. Yep. All right. In a nutshell. Hey. In a nutshell. Yep, that's me. That's everything you'd ever want to know. <laughs> I also want to give him a plug because he was my trademark attorney for Remnus and does a great job. So just saying, that's if right, you want yeah. anything trademarked. That's yes. right. Give me a call. Or yep. patented. Or copyrighted. Yep. Yep. <laughs> or just for a good time. That's, that's right. Yes. Just a fun discussion. Mm-hmm. Always. I uh, yeah. I knew about Paul before I knew Paul. Mm-hmm. Um, seems like everyone around me knew Paul. Everybody wanted to know if I knew Paul, and I didn't. And it was it was a sad state <laughs> until I, I finally met Paul. Yeah, so, the funny thing is, inevitable. Somehow, <laughs> yeah. Well, what, were you in Arizona? You were in Arizona. Then, I was right? in Arizona, but I didn't meet Paul's roommates until Paul had moved to Utah. So Paul moved to Utah. Then I met his roommates. Started hanging out with the roommates moved to Utah. When people found out that I was had lived in Arizona, they kept on asking, oh, you're from Arizona? Do you know Paul Johnson? Well, no, I don't. And I didn't there and I don't now. And eventually somebody was like, I'm going to a party and Paul Johnson's going to be there. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I'm in. And I had to cancel some plans <laughs> to work it around. Was <laughs> I there? I was I at that party? Yeah, remember oh, we talked about what we should call your law I didn't remember that. Yeah, I just don't know if that was the party. Because I was going to call it because Technically, my law firm is called PBJ Law, PLLC, because this is my initials. Um, but you guys <laughs> talked me into using the tr- uh, trade name Law Office of Paul B. Johnson because it sounds more professional. <laughs> <laughs> so, but for the I IRS. PBJ. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I met him and promptly got into a small argument. But <laughs> <laughs> it didn't feel like an argument to me. It felt like sage wisdom. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wait, was that like the world's best people that we were having this conversation with? It was. With? It was some of them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty good. There are too many Paul Johnsons in the world, though. It's a pretty common name. There's another Paul Johnson attorney in Utah, and I actually got a, uh, one bad review. Out of all my reviews on my website, I have just one bad one, and it's from somebody who hired that other Paul Johnson. <laughs> oh, really? Yes, they hired him to do, like, that's a family so law case or something, and 
the lady wrote on my profile she said inept at best and some other <laughs> really mean stuff and her name was babs and <laughs> i tried i i emailed her no I, I put a response on the thing and i said hey babs i'm really sorry you had bad experience with this attorney it's just i'm not that paul johnson i don't even do that kind of law i've never even met you you know and i was like here you can go on my website and see my picture even you can see it's not me and then i never heard anything back and then she emailed me a little bit later and and I think she just didn't understand how her views work. You know, she said, mm. "I'm so sorry. Please go ahead and take that review off." <laughs> no, 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 you have to. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, what?" And I tried contacting Google and telling them, "Hey, this lady even admitted it wasn't mm-hmm. it was yeah. the wrong thing, but they wouldn't take it off." And or you just mm-hmm. say, "Hey, just put a five star and just say I'm a great person." Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that option. That would have been nice. <laughs> I don't know. Google told me that it actually would increase my rating because uh, it looks more authentic if you have some bad ratings. And, yeah. But they wouldn't take it off. But then after that, I started getting more calls. So maybe she did me a favor. <laughs> People are like, inept. I want that yeah, guy. That guy. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what we're looking for. Maybe they know Babs. <laughs> no, she's, 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 you responded she's to really the confused. messages so they could say, like, oh, this guy cares about Yeah, I, I'm sure that probably yeah. helps, you know. But. He was very kind in his rebuttal of her attack. <laughs> yeah. You know? That might be it, you know. I don't know. I tried looking up on Facebook and everything. But, yeah, anyways, it's stuck there for life. So. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, and and sometimes judges will call me. I had well, I've had one judge, and I've had several attorneys call me, and the attorneys will call me, and they'll be like, "Hey, you got your client, you know, like your client needs to come in and do something or whatever." And it's usually related to like a DUI or something, and I'm like, "No, that's that's not me. Like, I'm not that attorney." And a judge called me one time too, thinking I was this guy. And I'm oh, like, really? Who is this Paul Johnson guy? Like, so he's a Paul Johnson who I I want you, to meet want so to I can meet, yeah. get his contact information and. Tell people, here's the number. Instead, <laughs> <laughs> so I just turn them away. And I don't know oh, that Paul Johnson. I have yes. his number. I'll forward it over to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You speed dial three on mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be great, man. But, you know. So, anyways, yeah. Those are my those are some of my lawyer stories, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, Paul, you love to philosophize. So, what are some of your favorite things to philosophize about? Yeah, that's that's a good question. I like to philosophize about a lot of things. I, I, I don't know. I just enjoy theoretical stuff. And I even actually was thinking about starting a podcast called Theory one time, uh, but I didn't do it. But. Um, you know, like lately, I've been reading. Well, just recently, I just read my fourth near-death experience story book or whatever, and uh, I like that kind of stuff and talking with people about it because it feels to me like theoretical, to me. You know, <laughs> I mean, perhaps to these people, it was a real experience. You know, I don't doubt that necessarily. I mean, I take them with a grain of salt, but some some elements of them do seem like they resonate with me. Like I kind of believe them. But that's one thing, um, I don't know, science and physics stuff and even social science and stuff. So a lot of different things, I guess. I don't know. I think on our, Bryce and our, my podcast, we sometimes theorize about like relationship stuff. Not like we don't know <laughs> a lot about it. I'm sorry, the whole thing yes. is theory. Nobody <laughs> <laughs> knows how to date. <laughs> What's that? I know. I know that's the thing. That's what I mean. It's all Not true. Not true. This is not facts. <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean. Yeah, I don't know. So, so those are some things, but um, yeah, I'm trying to think of what's the latest thing I was theorizing about. But I think it was just a long discussion with one of my roommates after I, while I was reading this near-death experience book, interesting stuff. So I like to think about some that kind of stuff sometimes. Do you philosophize about goals? Uh, 
I don't think so. <laughs> I just Why not? Are they, are they fact? Are they? <laughs> That's a good question. You're that good at so, doing your goals. No, they're I'm not some, of them, some of them I'm good at. Some of them I'm bad at. Like, for example, I've wanted to get on an earlier, earlier, earlier sleep schedule for like, I, I've kind of wanted to become like a morning person for like, Good luck. Like, I know, I know. <laughs> I know, right? I've wanted to for, like, over six years, maybe longer. And I've just never, ever done it. I, it's been a goal. And, like, for even right now, I think I have a goal of, like, getting to bed by a certain time. I just, I just hardly ever do it, you know? Okay. Have you, are you guys familiar with the, um, uh, what is, what's her name? Um, she does this thing called the Four Tendencies. It's a, uh, yeah. Gretchen Rubin. Gretchen Rubin, yeah. If you're familiar with Four Tendencies. Mm-hmm. So in the Four Tendencies, I'm a rebel. And yeah. Yes. And so, <laughs> oh, yeah, you did mention that before. Yeah. And so, for example, it's kind of... And I'm also, like on the Mars-Briggs, I'm an ENFP. But I'm pretty strong on the P, which is P's prefer to have... This is another... These are other theoretical things that I like talking about. You know? P's are... What am I? P's prefer to uh, keep their options open. They prefer to be in the decision-making this, let's see, they prefer to be in the information gathering stage of a decision instead of the decision made stage of a decision. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and so, um, so anyways, it's like, when I have a, if I have a goal that's like too rigid, then like, and I think going to bed at a certain time is kind of one of these, like when the time comes around, I rebel against my own goal, you know? I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry, former Paul, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I've noticed this, for example, with like, when I would have goals, okay, when I was in college, and I have goals with regards to like um, exercise, for example, it was better for me. Like initially, I would put like a, a time, you know, I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna go exercise this time. And when the time would come around, I would not want to do it. Whereas, if I just said, if my goal is just exercise sometime during the day, then I would do it happily, you know, and I would just go whenever I wanted to, to and I would. And so, it's I have to kind of try to formulate my goals in a way that. It's it, they don't push against the rebel in me, I guess. And going going to bed on a, at a certain time is a hard one for me. But like I do this for work too. Like for work, it's just kind of like I just know how many hours I want to get done in my job during the week, and I just kind of keep a timer as I run my own business, you know. And so I don't work a schedule. I just start a timer when I start, and I just make sure I get a certain number of hours done, usually every day or or like by week, you know. Yeah. So. So would it help you get up? By getting up earlier, so you're tired earlier, and you'll listen to yourself that way, or would you still rebel against yourself in I, the evening? I think that. Well, I think that if I was like um, married with kids and no social benefits, staying up late, maybe I would do it. You know, um, it's. I do think it's harder in this in like in the single social scene, you know, because it feels like I get pressure from all my friends. Like mm-hmm. if I'm trying to go to bed at like 10 o'clock on like a weeknight, even sometimes it's just hard. And I feel like I'm missing out, you know. Like yeah. my roommates are all up, whatever. So it's you funny. Need no roommates. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you need yeah, less socially. <laughs> I need my roommates. roommates. To, yeah, I need my roommates to be wife and kids. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday, last night, I went to bed at eleven, which is somewhat a little earlier for me. And sorry. Um, <laughs> I woke up Apple Watch. <laughs> automatically up four thirty, and I like, oh, I probably need to like I thought I was woke up late. Because I didn't wake up to my alarm. I'm like, crap. 
I forgot to set my alarm. And I started doing stuff, and I looked at the time, I'm like, oh, oh, this sucks. Yeah. How late but was it? I missed 4.30. A.M.? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I didn't have to be at work until 7. So have you found other things, Paul, in this rebel stage of yours that help you? Like, I love that idea of maybe not saying exactly when you're going to exercise, but saying sometime today, I have all this freedom, Yeah. right? Anything else that you've learned to, to kind of combat that like rebel attitude? It's mostly stuff like that. It's mostly where I somehow give myself a lot of leeway and, and just a lot of freedom to like do it whenever, however I want. And so most of my goals... Uh, most like so for example um for my business actually at one point i set up a whole bunch of goals but then i realized that there was like one main goal that was like the most important goal for for my growth stages of my business which was just i want to talk to a certain number of potential clients per week and and so that that's just what my goal was i want to talk with three potential clients a week is what i wanted to do and then at some point I noticed that um, I was getting too many trademark clients and not enough patent clients, you know. Patent clients are kind of like more of my bread and butter, you know. Um, uh, each patent is, it brings in more, uh, quite a bit more income than each trademark. So, so then I, I changed it to where I wanted to talk to three potential clients a week, but two of them being patent clients. You know? I mean, but that, this was, so what I would do is I would have like some advertising things that I would use. And every week when I would reach that goal, I would turn them all off so that I could focus on the work that I had, you know. So that's what I do now. And then, um, but all, but all the, almost all my personal goals are like daily goals or weekly goals. And almost all of them are just like, well, the daily ones, okay, yeah, I do them daily. But, um, but none of them have a time on them. You know, it's just like during the day, do these five things. That's it, just whenever. I just, whenever I do it, I just get, I use an app called Habit Bull. And, uh, and and so I just, you just put, type it, it just tap it and it turns it green or red, depending on whether I did it or not, and then it keeps track and whatever. And then I, um, and then my weekly goals are the same way. It's just like, do these five things during the week, anytime you want, you know? And so that, that helps, you know? I mean, right now I'm really busy with work, so it's kind of like, right now a lot of these are going out the window for a t- the time being, just temporarily, because it's just really busy. Um, but in general, that's, so I like to operate. Yeah, and so, I don't know, like, so for my exercise goals, for example, or my, like, I've been trying to lose my COVID weight or whatever. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, so my goal was kind of like, okay, I wanted to do weight resistance 10 minutes a day, and then I just wanted to have 500 net negative calories a day. I, I haven't done it every day, but I mean, I probably, like, on average, I'm doing it, like, twice a week, really. But um, it's kind of like, well, I can either do that by eating less, or I can do that by exercising more, and I just keep track of kind of my calories in calories out and that's basically it and however I want to do it in any given day so like right now when I'm like really busy with work I don't have enough as much time to exercise and so on the good days uh then I just eat less you know on on these really busy work days and stuff so yeah I guess those are some examples of how I'm I'm trying to make goals to appeal to the rebel in me I guess I'm curious how you like <coughs> hold yourself accountable when you don't set us when you don't set a set time or whatnot. Yeah. Like if it gets to the end of the week and you haven't accomplished those goals, what do you do? Do I'm you still just like, eh, oh well, peace out. I'm Rebel. Well, <laughs> Rebel. <laughs> I mark them as not accomplished, you know. So I keep track of it, you know. But um, apart from that, nothing. 
you know so although what I do do is over time I mean I, some of this is just I kind of just do it organically but but um, if I notice that I'm consistently not keeping a goal regularly then usually what I'll do is make that goal easier you know because I'll think that like well well like for example I have a goal to do like family history for 20 minutes a week now but I used to be half an hour like 35 minutes or something it was 30 minutes and then President Nelson said increase your family history and I was like oh, alright I'll give you five more minutes <laughs> <laughs> because I felt really busy you know? mm-hmm. but then I but I haven't been doing that one for a, probably like a month at least maybe and so just recently I bumped it down to 20 minutes you know because I was like well I wanted to still do something but if but I guess part of what motivates me is it's motivational for me to have like green dots all the way down <laughs> and, you mm-hmm. know and all the way across you know so I'm like alright I'm meeting my goals and I guess that is a better question like what makes you do them even though you don't have these like hard deadlines yeah so it would be the trucker it's the so one of the things that that um um that Gretchen Rubin says about the rebel personality and and maybe this is something about ENFPs as well or I mean it might be some of those letters I can't remember but one of them said something like that my personality type is very internally motivated by these goals. This is what makes it really a good fit for me to be an entrepreneur. Like I'm just internally motivated to do these things. And whereas I would absolutely not be motivated by <laughs> someone else's kind of trying to give me a goal. You know, I mm-hmm. don't like it. But for example, I've noticed, and I've had friends call me out on this. You know, sometimes I've had like some goal, and it'll be like a a Friday night and people are going out and doing stuff and I'll be like I gotta do this goal and it's just my goal it's just me imposing it upon myself and and so sometimes occasionally it'll it'll be to the other extreme where it's like it kind of cuts against some of my overall like what I want to do in life goals and stuff because I'm I'm sometimes too focused on it but um, so I don't know for me like it's just every day I just check the app at the end of the night and just kind of tap whether I did it or not and then usually I just I like I I have a hard time getting 100% right now because I'm so busy you know but um, I think usually most of them just motivated because that's just kind of my personality Mm -hmm. and um, and the tracker I guess you know yeah Yeah. so cool yeah fun times what tracker was it called again Habit Bull yeah. Bowl so. like the animal? Yeah, like the animal. Okay. Have it bowl. Oh, see, I wrote it down bowl like <laughs> <No. laughs> cereal bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Big mm. difference. <laughs> Mara would be sitting there looking for it. It's like, really simple, and it doesn't give me any reminders or anything. I mean, I've, I've tried other things at other times, but for me, there's, the simplicity of this one is really good because I just, all it is is you just say what the goal is and then you just keep track of it daily or weekly you can tell about this I want this one to do this this many times per week you know and and it'll and or I want to do it every day or whatever and and then as long as you say what do it as many times as you said you wanted to do it then it'll keep them all green and it'll have like a kind of like a line connecting them so you can tell like I got a streak here you know mm-hmm. yeah so anyways yeah have it bull it took me a long time to find that one I mean back in the days I used to use an Excel spreadsheet and uh, so this is better than that. It's faster. Because you don't have to make it yourself. <laughs> yeah, I don't have to make it myself. And it's easier to do it, you know, just like, it doesn't take as long. 
you know it's interesting because i've just been starting to use an app and i'm someone that i usually like my planner and i like it written down but i'm like why haven't i been using these apps because it really is nice that it calculates everything and is so fast so i think that like sometimes it's finding the technology that helps yeah that's probably different things work for different people yeah there was this um what was this other app that i tried for a while that was i can't remember what it was called but it would suggest goals initially it would ask you like what's your overall area that you're trying to work on you know mm-hmm. it's like, well physical health or something and i can't i think it's called fabulous have you guys seen that one mm-hmm. yeah, it's called fabulous i think it's called fabulous and it has these cool sound effects too like it would say like okay first just start doing this are you doing this it would say drink a glass of water first thing in the morning mm-hmm. like, like a big tall glass of water so just get it and stick it on your in your room so that when you first wake up you can drink that because you're dehydrated and that's good for you. And then when I would do it, <laughs> or maybe when it would remind me, or when I would do it, it would like make the sound of like water <laughs> flowing, <laughs> and and then it and then it would send you these like very like positive affirmation things like you're doing great. <laughs> I think for some people that's probably helpful. Mm-hmm. For me, it wasn't like, I just wanted something like more simple and with more control, but I liked the fabulous stuff and I learned some stuff from it. I mean, I did start drinking water in the morning mm-hmm. because of that. And um, I have I have like a little list where I, I, just, I just went through the fabulous thing all the way from, where, from the beginning to end where it gave me all the recommendations and I wrote them all down. So I have them for future reference to like maybe incorporate into my own goals, you know, at some point, but yeah fabulous it was it was interesting it was good so. but yeah so um you said that your <clears throat> you said to quote a favorite quote about goals um his quote is a very large ship is benefited very much by a very small helm yeah tell us more about that yeah i think that's just because i like that just because i think i usually try to have small goals and or change my goals in small ways if I'm trying to do better, you know. So, for example, so while I'm trying to like lose the COVID weight, it's just my goal right now is just the next five pounds below where I'm at. That's it, you know. And that's it. And when I get there, I'll switch it to the next one, you know. Um, and I like that. I guess because I feel like it helps me to reach achievements faster, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, like, then I feel like more motivated a little bit. Similarly, like when I started my business, um, it was daunting. There's so many things that I felt like I needed to do, you know, um, but little baby step goals, like this goal of just, okay, I'm just gonna talk to this, try to talk to this many people a week, you know, and then just, you know, um, those little goals started start helping me. Like I felt like, you know, getting to a place where I, I was comfortable and the business was in a good place and stuff. So I think like breaking the goals up into baby steps and then just focusing on the first baby step helped me to not feel overwhelmed a little bit. So yeah, so that's why I, did that. I chose that small helm quote. So what is, what's been your <coughs> most impactful small goal? Like what goal that is small makes the biggest difference? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, let me look at my goals real quick and see if I want to think about this quick. Because that is a good question. I don't know if I've ever even thought of it. I mean, usually yeah. we have people come in and they talk about things that are um, you know, goals that are in their their tool belt, right? Whether yeah. it's um, <clears throat> you know 
getting enough sleep or waking up at a certain time or having a schedule or drinking that water or meditating or, you know, kind of these like smaller things. Um, So just wondering what. I think mine probably is, I have had a goal for a long time to do a a 10 minute vocal prayer every day. And usually what I end up doing is in the morning, I'll I'll, I'll say morning prayer, you know, but it's usually kind of just silent or whatever in my room and but what i've often done with my evening prayers is it's dark outside because i finished work pretty late because i'm the <laughs> night off <laughs> sometimes i feel like it's maybe i shouldn't be going out when it's so dark you know but um i'll just vocally pray while i'm walking you know and i'll quietly you know but i mean usually no one's out anyways and then if they saw me, they'd probably think I was some crazy guy. <laughs> 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 yes. You're safe because everyone's going to think you're crazy, so they're not going to come by you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, religion is a big part of my life. And um, and I, I've certainly felt like uh, my path of getting to my career and everything all involved God. And and so um, I, I'm, I approach all of my, I approach my job very prayerfully. And um, and these so these like kind of like walking prayers at the end of the day where I'm praying while I'm walking, like so I'm I'm what you would some people call like a motion learner I guess you know where it's like it's a lot easier for me to learn things when I'm in motion and moving, and so for example if I'm listening to a podcast I'll just absorb more if I'm on a walk while I'm listening to it and and um, similarly when I'm talking on the phone you know just I like to be walking when I'm doing it and. I mean, I have a treadmill at my desk so I can walk while I'm working sometimes, you know. Depends on what I'm doing. But but something about these walks where I'm, like, walking. And I ha- I used to have this Facebook group in uh, Arizona called Walks with Paul. And uh, <laughs> I would just go on walks. And you were a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> I know, guys. Holy cow. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I, I didn't think. I so. know about it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> But I was just going on walks, and I was telling people, hey, I'm going on walks. Anyways, you should come with me, you know, and let's just go on a walk together. And so there would usually be like two or three people. It was just random people that would show up every time, and we would go on a walk together. And <laughs> But for me, there's something about, like, these walks that fills me, like, kind of like a walk with God, you know, where, like, I'm walking around the neighborhood. There's no one else out there. It's just me, and I'm talking out loud, but quietly, but out loud, that I feel like it, I feel like those prayers are different than my normal morning prayers. Even if I'm kneeling down in my room or whatever, I feel like there's something about those prayers that are different that make them a little bit more real for me. And that I feel like, I, I, I would say I probably feel like I get more revelation and insight on those, during those prayers or on those walks than I do in my normal prayers. So the, the vocal prayer has probably been the goal that's affected me the most. I've been probably doing that for like, I don't do it every day, but I've been doing it like a few times a week, probably for like several years. A few years. It feels more like a conversation than Cause like I, I tend to do that, um, but more on the car where I'm driving, it's more like I ask questions. I'm like, what, what's the deal with this? Why this? And yeah. then sometimes it's like a week, the next day, or I kind of get a little prompting of answering the question. Yeah. Yeah, they feel like more meaningful to me. I don't know. Yeah. They feel more authentic and real and stuff. I, I feel like. I, you know, we're not supposed to use vain repetitions in our prayer, but the Bible counsels us to not do that or whatever. Um, and I feel like that's one thing that helps me to not do that, I think, because it feels like I'm, I don't know, really kind of focused. And maybe it's because I'm moving. You know, it, may just, it might be as simple as that, you know. I don't know. 
but yeah I do that in my car sometimes too yeah, yeah. When I'm driving yeah yeah in fact oftentimes when I get on a phone call if I don't have anything else to do and if it's like hot outside or whatever I'll just get in my car and go for a drive while I'm talking on the phone because like it helps me to focus more and I'll drive all over the place or if I have a piece of paper in front of me I'll doodle and I don't really notice I'm doing it and then after I get off the phone I'll notice there's this like in this masterpiece in front of me <laughs> <laughs> it's never a masterpiece but it's usually like mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff on the page I'm like whoa man yeah. I didn't even realize I was doing that do you have a page of art by Paul too I don't <laughs> I don't <laughs> I heard some study though about like doodling is actually good for if you're if you're having a hard time focusing on something that doodling is a way of kind of like rewarding your brain with a little bit of candy and it, it will reward you by focusing on whatever you're supposed to be listening to so I heard that's pretty good. You know. I couldn't do it in law school because you have to be taking notes like all the time. So, but. works for church. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> My coloring app. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that what that is? <laughs> yeah, I have a coloring app, color by numbers. <laughs> and if I'm drowsy, I I will. I remember more talks while doing that than just sitting there staring at the person for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. So. Yep, I've done some of that like art, one of those art apps for church too, occasionally. I haven't done it for a while, but. It's actually in my folder that's just church stuff. Like my family history's in there, my Book of Mormon's in there. And some pretty pictures that you painted. And, and, my, and my coloring app. Because I don't use it other than church, but that's beside the point. That's, that has nothing to do with this. Well, like in a business meeting, it can look like you're taking notes if you're doing you know? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody needs to know. Yeah. yeah. Your client's so. sobbing. You're yes. drawing like Mickey Mouse on <laughs> <Exactly>. your paper, <laughs> but you're paying attention. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> awesome. Any other questions for Paul? Yeah. Okay, so because you are an entrepreneur yeah. and you are able to, like, I think that it's impressive that you'll get your goals and then turn off your ads because, I mean, like a lot of people, they're like, how do I get more business? So how do you keep everything like organized? Like you talked about the apps, but like as an entrepreneur, like having your own business, what's your advice, I guess, to people that are wanting to start their business and how you've been yeah. successful? Well, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I started having it with a side job for the first few years, you know, that was helpful. It's, I mean, it was really hard doing two jobs at the same time, but but I mean, when you're, so as a lawyer, like you're not allowed to, there's not allowed to, you're not allowed to have non-compete agreements. So like when you leave a law firm, all your, you can bring all your clients with you if they want to come. Like the, your old place can't stop them from doing that. Oh. So all my clients came with me except one guy. Um, he was mad at me because I was telling him the truth about some project that I didn't think it was gonna go through. <laughs> so I was kind of like, well, maybe it was good that, you know, I, that he went with the other guy. But anyways, um, so I started out with some clients, but then, yeah, I was like, um, a side job was helpful initially. You know, I'm always telling my clients, because almost all of my clients start out their their patent or trademark stuff as a side job with some other job they're also doing, you know. So I'm just always trying to help them to keep their costs low. So that's one thing. I always tell people, keep your expenses as low as you can. My expenses were pretty low because it's just like me and my house, you know, and, didn't have to have an office, didn't have to have any employees, not a lot of stuff. So I probably had it easy compared to a lot of entrepreneurs. But giving your costs low, doing a side job while you, while you need to to get extra income, 
I probably did that for about two years, two and a half maybe. And um, other than that, just baby steps. A lot of people gave me a lot of advice uh, when I first started. And I found for me that like in the end, I didn't need to follow that advice. It, it was just like I kind of could kind of feel out like what are the things that were more important, which things weren't, you know. So I don't know. Follow your instinct, I guess, <laughs> or test things out, and you know, not everything everybody tells you. But you're like part of the reason I asked this question is yeah. like with me, it was just you would give me a reminder of hey, in this amount of time, because I mean, this was a three-year process of filing or yeah. two years. I don't remember when we started. Yeah. But like you would do these reminder emails. Did you have uh, software for that or like yes, yes. yeah? Like so like tell tell the secrets of that because I was always like, oh, Paul's so on top of things. Yeah. It's that's because I've delegated that to a computer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's amazing how precise those are. It is. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when I was in my last law firm, it's fun. It's interesting to me in retrospect because my when I first graduated from law school, I started working at this law firm, and it was a very small law firm. It was just me and my boss, and mm-hmm. it was he's a, a great guy. I like him, and I still do work for him sometimes. But it was just because it was just starting. There were a lot of processes that nobody had figured out. You know, it was just mm-hmm. like okay, we probably need to do this thing, or whatever. And because that was happening, while I was working for him, I just started writing this big old manual of like, uh, it was for a future paralegal is what it was for, mm-hmm. but I called it the paralegal job aid. And then I just came up with a list of like, okay, when this piece of letter mail comes in, this is what you do. You stick this on the calendar, you do this, do this, this. And so I just wrote that whole thing. So then when I, when I ended up starting my own firm, that was really useful because I had that as a resource. Mm-hmm. But then, yeah, the software in, I mean, in the legal field, it might be different in different fields, right? Mm-hmm. But in the legal field, they have what's called law firm management software. Oh, okay. And part of it is a big calendaring tool. Mm-hmm. So this software, for me, it's like, um, it'll automatically, when I type in certain fields in it and click save or whatever, it'll automatically calendar certain things that I've told it to calendar. So it'll it'll automatically say, like, you know, send a reminder of mm-hmm. letter and a step at this time and then call her at this time if you haven't heard back about her. And then also it'll inter- it interfaces with uh, Microsoft Word and Microsoft Outlook so that I can also click another button and it'll prepare the letter for me. And I just like review it and then send it, you know. Same thing with emails, it'll prepare the email for me. So a lot of that, I had done a lot of that kind of streamlining or automation at my last law firm. Mm-hmm. So when I came to this law firm, when I started my own thing, I kind of knew how to set that up. So I think that like the first person I would hire would probably would not be a secretary because it kind of delegated a lot of mm-hmm. that to this computer software because I've yeah. you know, set it up a lot. Um, but yeah, so that's that's where the organization comes from. Because uh, it's a lot of dates that you have to remember. And so yeah. I think that like, I don't know, it's just cool as we hear all these people's processes of what they do to like be successful with like their goals or their careers. And it's like there's so many software programs out there for every niche and that really does take away like the headache of you being like, Oh wait, did I forget to contact this client or oh no, I didn't submit this thing on time? Yeah. No, it helps a lot. I mean so far I've never missed a deadline. Uh that's thanks to this kind of stuff, you mm-hmm. know. Um but yeah, and the government deadlines for my line of work are like really strict. So it's mm-hmm. like, well, if I if I don't file the person's patent in time, like they're just screwed, and they can sue me if they want. Mm-hmm. But the government doesn't—they don't have any recourse to the government. The government's yeah. just like, sorry, attorney didn't get it in. We don't care. Well, and, and like so. Steph just said, it's a three-year process, right? It's a long process. So if you miss that deadline, 
That starts yeah. it all over. So did you do a patent or what did you do? I did trademark. So. And three years? Uh, it feels like three years. I know I was at my last job, and I've been at my job for a year and a half. I think it was like I two. I could look it up until I don't know. It's probably yeah. close to you. Like yeah, I think it was two, but it feels like three. <laughs> but it is a lot. Of oh, you know what? It was two because I was in Mill Creek at the time, so it was two yeah. years. So <laughs> I exaggerated, but um, I'm excited because then it just makes it more legit. And he yeah. he trademarked like my whole my audio USBs too. So oh cool. yeah. yeah, yep. So. Yeah, so, I don't know. Anyways, but that, that organization stuff helps a lot, you know. I don't know. I'm pretty organized. I mean, among my... I've noticed that at least among my male roommates through the years, <laughs> for example... That Compared I'll, with the other single males out there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least the ones that I've lived with. I've always had, like, the most organized room, for example. Um, and I think it's just because I don't... I mean, it's hard for me to focus if there's, like, disarray and stuff, mm-hmm. but... Um, I think I've just always been pretty organized too. I mean, like when I when I when I need to do something that somebody tells me like, "Hey, can you be here on this date?" I'll, what I'll always do is I'll I'll set up a Google Calendar thing, but also always set up like a reminder email like the day before and two days before usually, unless it's something like big, and then I'll do like a week before too or something, and that helps me. You know, just so that I, the computer reminds me, so I don't mm-hmm. have to remind her. I don't have to have a sticky note or whatever. What's wrong with sticky notes? <laughs> <laughs> As Heidi has one right there. <laughs> it, it's amazing the burden it takes off your mind when you do pass it on to a computer. And yeah. I, yeah. I'm not even talking for business, but the last couple of weeks I've really tried to use my, my phone to remind me to accomplish certain goals or just like if I was to get caught up in the day, I'd forget about it and then be disappointed I'd forgotten that thing. But no, my phone has become quite handy to me. I used to rebel against the phone, actually. Yeah. And now it's my bestie. Well, yeah, the habit of just writing it, writing it down or putting it in the, in the calendar, <clears throat> doing something, right? That, and then looking at it, mm-hmm. then you don't have to remember. So it takes a mm-hmm. lot of that mental mm-hmm. stress away yeah. because it's somewhere beside your brain mm-hmm. that you're trying to recall. Mm-hmm. I was gonna ask, is there, do you use a tool to track how much time you've been working? Because I have, yeah. my job is, um, basically my boss was like, I don't care where or when you work, just get your job done, right? Yeah. So I want to make sure I'm putting in the hours that I need to be putting in. Yeah. Um, so what do you, what do you use? An app called Stopwatch and Timer Plus or something. I, okay. I think I had to pay something for it to get some extra features, but I mean, it's probably like just a couple bucks or something. But all it is is just a whole bunch of timers. You see them all? There's just a bunch of timers oh. on there. <laughs> That's yeah. what it is, and I, and then you can have different rows. So I have like a few different okay. rows, but but so it probably has reason. thirty timers in there. This is what we're looking yeah, at. I do, <laughs> but but the reason there's so many in there is that, like one of them is like my just this one's called firm time. That's just like all my time work. And so okay. like when I start working, I'm just like okay, just I'm on the clock. Yeah. And then all, you can do multiple ones that. So like today I was working on somebody's patent. So while I was doing that, I was like. Okay, while I'm working on that, I'll also like start that one. Okay, so that keep track of how much time I spent on that, for that, that guy's client. client, yeah. So I have different timers for different clients stuff, and I'll, I'll have some timers in here for like my goals too, you know. So like I'll have a goal for, like somewhere in here I have like my timer for when I'm like doing my ten minute prayers, you know, I'll start timer. Oh, yeah. So you don't bill hour hourly. You just do like a oh for this pound is this or trademark is well, the set price. Yeah, usually most of my stuff. Well, most of the work I do is flat rate. So at the yeah, filing stage, it's almost all flat rate. So it'll be like 
okay, I'll charge you this much for this patent at the filing stage. And then what I do is I take my hourly rate and I calculate how many hours that would be. And then I, I do a stopwatch counting down yeah. from that amount. So I'm like, okay, I want to stay within this budget, you know? And, um, I do do some hourly work. I do some work for, uh, for an out of state law firm. I, I kind of do some of their excess work. And when I'm doing work for them, I'm al- almost always kind of just keep track of my hours and I just charge an hourly rate. Um, cause this is kind of how they do it. But, but yeah, mm-hmm. There's something else I was going to say about sticky notes, too. I don't have, any, <laughs> I don't have, I don't have anything against sticky notes. You um, struck a chord. It's fine. That is fine. A, no, it's fine. I actually do do sticky notes as well. But but what I what usually happens is uh, I'll have, like right now, I have like four or five sticky notes on my desk. But what usually happens is I try to get rid of the sticky notes faster yeah. because they bother me more because they're there. Um, but there's somebody showed me this cartoon one time or they told me about it or something that said the life of a sticky note. And it was like, you know, in the first frame, the sticky note's there, and then over the next few frames, it disappears. It, it comes invisible, you know? <laughs> because oh, like, right. Like, oh, it's not a new or? thing. It's not yeah. as mm-hmm. catchy the first time mm-hmm. or the fifth time as it is the first time. And you get yeah. used to looking at it. Because mm-hmm. you yeah. ignore it. But I still have some goals that I just use the sticky note for. Like, my for my reviews, or like on Google, and on this other, there's this other app that I use sometimes called Thumbtack. I just had these goals. I want to get this certain number of reviews but i just had a goal of like five at a time for now just five more reviews you know i'm just and i'll just like fill in like the little thing when i get another review and i actually still use that that one's still a sticky note but it's like one of my few like consistent sticky notes but i had a job interview um because i did engineering originally right and and initially i was thinking about just getting an engineering job it was, it was part way during my schooling that i decided to go to law school but I interviewed for some engineering internships, and one of them, I think it was with Halliburton out in like the middle of like Texas, the middle of nowhere or something. And anyways, the guy, <laughs> the guy asked me like, how do you like keep track of the stuff you need to do? And I just gave him some answers. I don't remember what it was. And he said, what do you think about notes? And I said, like, sticky notes? <laughs> and he said, yeah. And I said, notes are good. And he said, I like notes. It was kind of like awkward situation. Yeah. Where I was like, that's how my interview would have cool. been. Tell me about your use cool. of sticky notes. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. I'm judging you on that. <laughs> Excellent. The thing I like about the timer thing is that when you've set your timer, and I don't know if this is for you, but I actually am listening to a book right now that talks up, and it's called The Kitchen Timer Theory. Not even theory, Kitchen Timer way i don't know what she says but it's about how like you set this timer and for that amount of time that's all you're focused on is work everything else is null and void you're not trying to accomplish 10 different things and how effective that is and i remember being in high school i'm gonna tell a little proverb or a little parable (laughs) from my madre but i remember her telling me about my older sister's a friend of my older sister's that she was good at everything um, she was on like the basketball team. She was part of, she was on honor society cause she was so good with her schooling and just all these things, everything she did, she was really good at. And somebody asked her, how are you so good at everything? And she says, because when I'm at basketball, all I do is basketball. That's, that's all I think about. I put all my effort into basketball. When I'm doing my homework, I'm only working on my homework. And I know this doesn't work for a lot of multitaskers that are in this room. But, um, you know, and so focusing on just those things 
makes you really good at those things and makes that time so effective. So I really like the timing. It's interesting that we bring this up right after I hear about this in this book. And um, it's not a science-based book. <laughs> it's Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> and uh, she's talking about she's writing. Legit, though. <laughs> she is like <laughs> she is my role model. If you don't know who she is, she's uh, Lorelai Gilmore on I Gilmore Girls. Never watched the Gilmore Girls, but I heard of it. <laughs> I highly recommend it. <laughs> Set a timer, watch it. Yeah. Um, but she talks about that kitchen timer. <laughs> where for her as a writer, every day she would set a time and if she was able to work that if and she'd write everything she could in that time and what she accomplished was kind of judge free whether it was like effective in her writing or she just kind of sat there and looked at the page you know she'd gauge it off of that but I do think that there is something about setting that time and focusing on specific tasks at a time instead of trying to do three different things at once and the quality goes down and I don't know that was another aspect that I had thought of this week in being more effective with goals and achieving those things is that the undivided attention it doesn't have to be a whole day of it um so yeah just a thought with that yeah i like that you know i do have a tendency to like um unless i'm working on something really boring which sometimes i am and then when i'm doing that it's like it's easy from what i get distracted by often is like distracted by other work stuff that's not as important as the one main work thing that mm-hmm. i'm doing you know um, but I, I do, I do have kind of, uh, tend to hyper-focus a little bit when I'm doing work. So much so that I kind of feel sorry for my roommates sometimes because sometimes they want to be talkative and stuff. You know, <laughs> you guys know Bryce. I used to be mm-hmm. roommates with Bryce. I don't know. Bryce would do this Wait, thing. Wait, you guys aren't roommates anymore? No, he moved down to Draper. Oh, okay. He still kind of feels like my roommate though because mm-hmm. like the last week and a half, he just comes over every day. <laughs> And he just like he just like knocks on the door and then comes and hangs out. But, love it. But You're like I love you, Bryce, but I've got some work to do. Yeah. Unfortunately, he shows like the busiest, one of the busiest work weeks I've had all yeah. year to do this. You know, so I'm like, sorry, man, I'm working. But um, every when Bryce used to live with me, you know, he was a couple rooms over from me, and he would be like trading stocks or something in the mornings in bed. And then he would go to, uh, like, his regular job later during the day and stuff. So he's kind of, like, doing two different things. And while he was in bed trading stocks, he would start singing songs about me. He'd do this, like, every morning. And so I would be working. I I would start working earlier, you know. And then every once in a while, I mean, after a while, he'd wake up at, I don't remember what time. And then he'd be like, Paul brother, da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, Paul brother. And he'd do this, like, every single morning. And and if I was, like, really busy, I would just be like, uh-huh that's all i would say you know <laughs> and he would be like i can tell i'm bothering you all right i'll leave you alone you know and he would like learn that like i was focusing <laughs> i was usually like billing on some client's hourly project or something so i was like i can't like stop to you can't s- join in to like stop to sing songs with you, you know? <laughs> i'm curious what you would do yourself? if you had time would yeah. you add to this um thing i did song? i did but i can't remember what i would do but i was always going around singing around the house all the time I don't know, you know, sometimes my creative, you know, like I was saying in my, in my, uh, in that intro there, it was kind of collaborative creation. creation. That kind of stuff's fun for me. I was in like this quasi band. I say, well, it was like a wannabe band kind of when I was in law school. And it was like my most, one of my most fun creative outlets ever. It was just really fun. And we get together and like make new songs and stuff. And we made some pretty good ones. Um, we were called Colonial Fusion. And um, the first time we performed, we were in, 
uh, colonial attire. So because <laughs> that's awesome. We were actually actually what happened was um, is this during your like glory days of Arizona? Yes. yes. <laughs> well, this is my wife. I'm telling you. During the walks of Paul. I mean, you have a Facebook page. You have a theme song. You are kind of a big deal. <laughs> this is during my wife's day days. But, but uh, so this is before the walks of Paul. But there, you know how sometimes like the, these words will have these like things where you'll auction off. You'll do a service auction, right? Yeah. So me and my friends auctioned off a constitutional convention dinner date theater <laughs> so it's just like we were like we'll provide dinner for you it'll be a date and we'll act out the constitutional convention for you and um so how much did that go for i don't remember oh. i bet it was one of the top so i didn't think it went for as much as it should have but i think it's because they auctioned it off too early in the night um but anyways i got typecast as ben franklin for some reason and everybody just like assumed like everybody else was like trying to decide like who should we be and they were all like you're ben franklin and um so i don't know we made these costumes and stuff and then we acted <laughs> out so then later why didn't you wear that tonight <laughs> I didn't know I was going to be talking about it. <laughs> I've worn it for Halloween once done. And then, uh, but anyways, then there was like a talent show coming up later. And so we were like, let's just uh, use our costumes and we'll sing some song up there. And so that's where the Colonial Fusion began. And it was a really fun outlet. But I'm not, I, this was a really big tangent from you asking me whether well, I sang with Bryce. <laughs> what did you, what did you sing? Did you play the guitar? I played the bass guitar. I okay. still have that bass guitar. I never really learned how to play it really though. I mean, it, it was kind of like every week, cause there was a guy in our band that was like legit guitarist. Like it was just like really good. And, and um, I would like try to pluck away at stuff and he'd usually say, Paul, why don't you do this? You know, like, okay, so I'll do that. I could keep rhythm and everything, but I just didn't know enough to like be like, I wasn't like super great. Do any bridge or nah, I mean, solo? No, nah, nothing like that. And so, like every week when I would come back, I'd be like, "Hey, Mark, what was I playing last week?" And he would show me, and I'd play it again. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of how it went. But it, we made a lot of fun songs. It was just really random stuff, you know. But yeah, some of it was like kind of sciency and stuff, and yeah, I liked it. Love Mostly, it. it was like analogies for love. Mostly it was like scientific analogies <laughs> for love. So. That's a way to woo any girl's heart. Perhaps if they're nerdy. Um, but anyways, so yeah, I would so I would sing around the house a lot of times when Bryce was there and stuff too, you know. Um, yeah, to answer that question. That's a good <laughs> <long> <laughs> <question>. <laughs> but, but what I was, was going to say is that like the collaborative creation thing stuff. So like when I'm playing board games, this comes out too. I've noticed. When I'm playing board games with people, I don't really notice that I'm doing it. I'll just be like throwing out some beats while I'm doing it. Like, dum, 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 dum. I don't know. I'll just like throw some random stuff mm-hmm. out. And I won't notice that I'm doing it. And when I'm playing games with Bryce, he always notices though. And he'll be like, oh, yeah, I like the sound of that, you know, and stuff like <laughs> that. And he'll get really excited about it. So I don't know. It feels like a creative thing as well Some mm-hmm. for, for some reason. It's a board game, but there's something creative about it. You can always make it better. Yeah, exactly. Do it. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Awesome, Paul. Very well, we have loved having you here. Yeah. Um, I think one of the biggest takeaways for me is this this idea of that you're a rebel, and you're still finding ways to meet your goals. And I want to look into that more. The mm-hmm. the people who are rebels, because I'm pretty good at being 
I turn into a rebel on Thursday night. That's when I turn into a rebel. So the other days of the week, I'm pretty good. And by Thursday, I'm just so done mm. being the responsible person. Mm. And then I want to be a rebel. So, but I love that you've like learned how to make it happen, even if that's your tendency. Um, and and I, I think that that will help a lot of people out there who also are rebels and have thought, well, I just can't do it, you know? Yeah. So thank you so much for sharing other takeaways. Anybody? I just like your organization. Like, I don't know, as you were talking, I was just thinking about how I want to go more from my paper planner to my <laughs> to my like a Google Calendar because even how you're saying that you do like a two day reminder and then like a week or whatever because I'm just not looking at my planner as often. So guys, don't be offended. I know that it's like you guys are paper. It's okay. It's okay. No, but it's like, it's different for me because I like, I usually love like my paper one, but I don't know. Like I just, I've been thinking a lot about how I need to automate. And then Meredith, what you had talked about with the, like blocking the times too. I think that Mm -hmm. that's, um, yeah, that's good. Google's gotten better at it too. Cause like, um, I used to have to manually put those in every time. Like I want a reminder like eight hours before the thing or something. So that it would be there in the morning when I woke up, you know? And and one week before and two weeks before, and I had to like take time to two every time to put them in. But now, because you know Big Brother is watching, um, <laughs> every time I set a new calendar event, it just basically has these up there already. It's like, do you want the eight hour one, the one week, and the two week? Yep. Like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. So. Yep. It's a good yep. personal system, uh-huh. even though it's also spying on me. <laughs> I like where you uh, mentioned, like, you're like, okay, I need to get three clients this week, and you just focus on that. There was. Um, uh, one guy that he would do, his goal was to do 120 calls a day. Um, and he would just have 120 paper clips. Uh-huh. And every call, he would take one out huh. and put it on. It's his way to, like, make it fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he, because he did that every single day, he was, like, the top salesperson of their company where, like, he just started from nothing. Like, yeah first jo- sales job and he's just like yeah, I just made the 120 calls yeah I'm sure I do it that's awesome that's a good way to baby step it I was going to say that sounds like a sales yeah setting, you know? I do that sometimes when I when I have like um, a whole bunch of projects that are like kind of a whole bunch of smaller projects I'm trying to get through and I'll, I'll do a countdown on like sticky note you know like 20 left and then every time I do one like 19. It motivates me a little bit. <laughs> when it's a really long slog that I can mm-hmm. do a whole bunch of stuff. Or you do it with an M&M's and every time you get one, you're like, <laughs> that's not mm, that yep. <laughs> 120 M&M's he's not going to get his negative 500 Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> Grapes or... <laughs> no, I live off chocolate, man. Seriously, when I, when I moved up here, when I moved up to Utah, I, I hadn't been practicing long enough to wave the Utah bar. Uh, and so... I could have practiced for about a year longer and then waved it, but my boss at the time wanted me to take the Utah bar, so I had to study for it. I was so busy between work and studying. And at some point I had gone to like Walmart or something and gotten some groceries and I just noticed some truffles there, you know, like those Lindt, Lindor things and whatever. The best. And the Girard Daily squares were. And I just like bought some. And then because I was so busy, I just like kept refilling those things over and over again. And I was seriously like living off of chocolate like nonstop. And even when I took the bar, 
I took some chocolate with me, and some somebody left chocolate on my doorstep, and some friend, and I was just like powered by chocolate for like <laughs> two or three months. <laughs> it probably like took some years off of my life, but it was hey, well but worth it's it. good, like good quality chocolate, not Cast like the that's that's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't the wax. Your deli and yeah, no. <laughs> Once you, you go to do the it, do it good, and once you go to the good stuff in chocolate, there's no Can't going go back. Yeah. yeah, no, seriously, right? And that's the lesson for the week, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. <laughs> no, I do that think that sense. this podcast, this episode in particular, covers a lot of different ways that goals work for different people. Like, definitely focus on what's your strengths, how you work, because, like, for me where I I do like deadlines, I like checklists, I like these things, isn't necessarily going to work for everybody. And so it's good to hear a different perspective on it, on how, like, you know, you tell yourself you're going to do it. There's a lot of power in that, and you will, as long as you don't put too many boundaries on yourself. And yeah. I agree. I do want to look in more on the the four tendencies. I'm curious what my tendency is. So Yeah, it's good stuff. There was a cartoon that I saw book? in uh, one oh, of Myers-Briggs books. And it said, I don't know, it was like the to-do list of a J versus the to-do list of a P for the uh-huh. last letter. The to-do list of a J was written on like lined paper, very neat cursive check boxes. And then the to-do list of a J of a P, which is what I am, was written on a crumpled up, <laughs> like half, t- half crumpled up corner of a piece of paper. And it said, wake up, see how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. So because of them like, I have a tendency to kind of like just um, not. I don't know. It's it's it, it helps helpful for me when I can like do whatever I feel like doing at that moment, you know. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, found ways to be organized nonetheless. Okay. Yeah. Well, Paul, well, you have given us yeah. a lot of things to think about and to okay. to look into and to research a little bit more. So, yeah. thank you so much for joining us today, and everyone out there, dream big, start small, and act daily. See you next week. Bye. 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 This podcast is brought to you by Remnus Audio. If you also want to be accountable or record your journal or preserve your memories, head on over to remnusaudio.com and Steph here will take the hard work out of preserving your memories. Yeah, I will. You don't have to put them on a podcast like we are to share with everyone every week. (laughs) Thank you.